Sunday meal. Sometimes I change it up. That's my mom. And what you're hearing is her frying fish to eat with dal rice and bhaji with katahar curry. Because of my mother's practices, Guyanese culture is the dominant culture in my household. My mom was born in Guyana, the only English-speaking country located on the northern coast of South America. Guyana is also home to one of the largest waterfalls in the world, Kaichur Falls. However, being Guyanese is not my only culture. I am also Trinidadian. My name is Santana Roach. I am 17 years old, and I go to Frederick Douglass Academy II in Harlem. I was born in New Rochelle, New York, and I've been living in the Bronx for all of my life. When I was younger, I visited Trinidad and Tobago many times. According to Google, Trinidad and Tobago is a dual island nation in the Caribbean. Trinidad is also a mere five hours away from New York City on flight, and Tobago is roughly three hours on the ferry from Trinidad. When I was there, I enjoyed spending quality time with my family. Some of those pleasant memories were swimming in beautiful blue water beaches and eating delightful meals that I can't fully remember. Today, my Trini friends would talk about their traditions and what they did when they were in Trinidad. One thing that struck me was when they were mentioning Carnival, which is a festival where people would historically congregate to celebrate the liberation of slaves in Trinidad. During Carnival today, people often dress in costumes of every color and dance to calypso, soca, and chutney music. I've never really heard about these traditions in detail from the Trini side of my family. After hearing from my friends, I began to wonder why there's seemingly a lack of Trinidadian representation in my household. Exploring Trini culture is important to me. I feel like it is a part of me that is separated, a part of me that I want to embrace, especially in learning how to navigate my life as a Caribbean American. In order to unpack where the separation of culture happened, and if immigration has anything to do with it, I decided to talk to my grandpa to share his story of immigrating to the U.S. and his life here. What are some happy memories that you have in Trinidad? Family time. Always around family. This is my grandpa, Mac H. Brown. He was born in Trinidad in the 40s and immigrated to the States in 1960. He is 78 years old and lives in Harlem today. For fun, he likes to spend time dancing, going to parties, and being in the presence of his grandchildren. My mother, my father, we all got together at various times. We had fun. It was 12 of us. Grandpa grew up in an area named Bellevue, long circular behind St. James. When talking about his home, he told me about how his father was working on building his house while he and his siblings were living there. Looking at his father's hard work was something that truly amazed him and encouraged him to work harder himself. Oftentimes he'd be working hard, but he really enjoyed to play with his family too. I used to put tricks in them. I was the tricks man. He had, you know, Mango Julie, the best mango. The most expensive mangoes. One day he said that he's ready to eat them. It's about six or seven mangoes. I tracked them down. <laughs> so I went to his drawer. I opened the drawer and saw these beautiful mangoes. This the smell makes you eat them. It's the smell so good. So I went to eat one. I said, hey, I replaced it with one of them common mangoes like Mexican mango that put it in place. So next day I ate another one until all was finished. And he, he went in the room, he checked, and he got like, oh! <laughs> so he, I know who he's coming for already. For me, because I ate them. He know I did it. 
he got me, but my sister hit him over the head with something, and he, he let me go. I was about to die. <laughs> yeah. There were many other great experiences and memories with his big family, like playing cricket and going scuba diving, but it wasn't always like that. Well, it was rough sometimes. I mean, a lot of fighting, a lot of disagreement. He was a little vague when it came to conflict in his family. On top of that, here's what he had to say about the education there. You had to pay for secondary education, you understand? But it was too many of us. What was the school system like for you? What was that like for you in Trinidad? When the schools were like chicken coops. You, you understand? There wasn't no fancy school like schools here. Because of the complications within his family and lack of access to secondary education, Grandpa decides that he must leave Trinidad. But what was his plan? Whenever he talked about traveling the world, I thought he meant by plane. I was surprised when he told me that he was one of the youngest cooks on a ship, traveling to many ports around the world. With this job as a cook, he felt he could definitely make it out of Trinidad. He told me that when he was younger, he would always love being in the kitchen watching his mother cook. He would say his mother would cook anything out of what they had at home, especially since there wasn't much money going around. They had to compromise, and fortunately for him, his curiosity for cooking made him qualified for the job. It was a blessing for me. When I knew the ship was coming to New York, then I knew I had an aunt here. Well, I got in touch with her. I mean, everything worked like if I had planned it. I looked at the telephone book, I saw Clara Brown. It had about five Clara Browns. And the first one I checked on, that was it. That was his biggest thing before he left Trinidad. He visited places like England, Germany, the Netherlands, Brazil, and many other countries around the world by ship. Luckily for him, he was able to build connections with a few of his crewmates. After two years of working on the ship, someone helped him illegally sneak off when he was ported in New Jersey. Grandpa did it. He did it. He left the ship and took a huge leap from Trinidad life to American life. He was ported at New Jersey, but he had to navigate his way to Canada to get his papers to legally immigrate here. Those days in the 60s were difficult. He didn't have a phone to help him travel. He had to use a map to guide himself. I honestly couldn't imagine going on a bus ride from New York to Canada without a phone. He traveled through mountains and many of the Great Lakes through the dry weather of the fall. From then, he was forced to consult with a lawyer for about a year in order to stay. And the process was quite long, but he knew how to lay low and stay secretive. If he had shared with others that he was from Trinidad at the time, he was afraid of getting deported. After adjusting to the new city life with support from his great-aunt Clara, Grandpa had to make quick decisions to get back on his feet. He decided to get higher education going to college at CCNY, and he graduated in the late 60s. Because of his determination in pursuing higher education, he was able to find a career he was passionate about. What did you do in America? Physical therapy. I retired about 14 years ago. His life completely took a turn from not being able to receive secondary school education in his birth country to being a physical therapist for 35 years in the U.S. However, has that affected the way he thinks about Trinidadian culture? What's your favorite thing about Trinidad? How do you like it back home? Well, I like it back home, I mean, to visit some, but not to, to really stay. Because there's a lot of things lacking. You know, you come to these big countries and you adopt a different lifestyle. Maybe this is why I don't feel as connected to Trini culture as I want it to be. This also might be why there's a lack of Trini culture in my household. But perhaps the longer someone stays here in America, the further they move away from their culture. 
There's a pretty common answer when it comes to why families immigrate to the U.S. For a better life? My grandfather, he had a better life. He believed that separating the culture from his American home was necessary when it came to him living a better life and being successful. He believed that separating the culture from his American home was necessary to obtain success. I don't. Through this, I realize I get to choose what my relationship is to my culture. You think I can explore my culture even being here in America? Yes, yes, yes. You could be a Trinity anywhere. For me, this is not the end of learning about my cultures. This is just the beginning. For the Summer Youth Podcast Academy, I'm Santana Roach. Music is from Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you to The Bell and Spotify. And shout out to my editor, Alexis Hot.